The Cooped Up Podcast is brought to you guys by Anchor.fm. People are always asking me, Koopa, how do I start my own podcast? And my answer, Anchor is the best place to go. Anchor is the easiest way to start your own podcast. It's free and it includes easy to use tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only is it easy to use, but Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on sites like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more platforms. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, do you want to start a podcast about sports, music, literature? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. gentlemen welcome back folks to another episode of the cooped up podcast uh the podcast that is trying desperately to get rid of this fan this uh, farmer's stand. it is absolutely killing me it's only may <laughs> as always folks my name is koopa and each week i sit down with one of my friends and we talk about all the happenings in our lives you know in quarantine and all that jazz and this week folks uh i have one of my favorite people i say that a lot but i mean it for reals this time one of my favorite people on the internet. Uh, she is an esports commentator, and if you're familiar with any sport of, you know, competitive game, Super Smash Brothers, uh, play Pokemon. She's currently lending her voice to the Overwatch League, and uh, she is one of my favorite humans on planet Earth. Ladies and gentlemen, Florida woman herself, joining me uh, for the first time. Please welcome, uh, give a warm cooped up welcome to my friend, Vicky Kitty. Vicky, how are you? I'm doing so good. I'm so glad you opened like that, too, because, Koopa, if I could honestly count on my hands, like, the amount of people that I miss immensely when it comes to events, you're definitely on that hand. Like, I, I just envisioned, like, Hazmat, Viram, and Koopa, like, standing together in a line and just the <laughs> BM coming out about, like, absurd matchups that we just, I were, I, especially me, like, I say the most outlandish things on purpose to rile Hazmat up, and then Viram <laughs> is, like, the logical, like, one that comes into place. He's like, guys, that obviously isn't possible unless, and then insert, like, tech here. And then, like, it links it to a backer that like, you can't do if you just do a normal backer. Like, you know, just like friendly banter and like Koopa. Definitely, I love how we have that banter too whenever we go to these events. But yeah, it's been so long. I'm doing great. Um, honestly, just uh, hanging in there like everybody else. I'm fully vaccinated, like I was uh, talking yeah, to you about yeah. earlier. Yeah, and I'm just waiting for the next event to come out because, you know, I'm feeling secure. Everybody in my home have been fully vaccinated, too, so I'm not putting anybody else in my immediate circle in danger. So I'm just comfortable enough to already, like, I'm just ready to go out to locals, man. I'm, I'm out there. I feel that, absolutely. And I miss you dearly. You know, like, like I mentioned, whenever we get, like, a group of us together, you know, has and Viram, whatever, we can all, you know, congregate in one mm -hmm. room. That single brain cell organism <laughs> just works overtime that weekend, man. And, uh, yeah, listen, I've, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. You know, as I've been uh, – I think I was – yeah, it's been a month since I got my, my second shot. So I'm very much good. I'm slowly starting to exercise that social uh, butterfly gene again because I, I, I've been talking about this with, like, you know, a couple of my other friends. But 
socializing is exhausting. I forgot how yes. hard it is to talk to people when you haven't talked to people for 14 months. Wow. Wow. It's actually crazy that you just said that. I just had this conversation and I didn't know how to put it into words, but you just basically summed it up for me. Like I, me specifically, especially like I'm a huge extra extrovert. I'm a social butterfly at nearly every event that I go to, to the point where I lose my voice very easily. Like after day one of casting, it was like a known fact that I could lose my voice in just a exactly one day if i had to talk <laughs> way too much in that day and it doesn't help that like i'm going out to lunch and dinner with the homies catching up even though it's been like a week or two weeks per event that we were having in that ultimate timeline where like when the first year of the game came out we were going to events literally every single weekend so yeah no but now that like things are lifting up again and i'm seeing uh, like i literally saw mvd just the other day he came down to visit his family in south florida and we were catching up and i was like Wow, I'm so happy to be around, like, the people that I haven't seen in so long. But holy hell, am I so tired. Like, I am ready to go home. And I was talking about it to some friends. And I'm like, you know, we went to Universal, like, just the other week. And mm -hmm. I, that was when restrictions started like, getting uplifted um, by the theme parks in Orlando. And... I was sharing a room with our friends, that same type of group of friends that we would have at a Smash events. And I, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older. Like, I feel like two years have <laughs> just gone by away from my life. Like, the last time I saw everybody, I was 23, like, turning 24. Now I'm 25, turning 26. Oh, like, my God. So, yeah, I know. It seems like, I don't know. I've been, like trapped away for two years suddenly and come out i'm now two years older it's i you know i know i'm not the only one obviously feeling this way but obviously like these two years feel like they've been almost robbed for me and now i'm learning how to relive in this social setting again and i realized this just the other day after that trip like wow i don't think i could share rooms anymore like just because i feel so tired like i you know going to retreat to my room was like my oh i'm charging up my social batteries and i know of course it's like an fgc thing sharing a room with a bunch of people and sure. to me it, it was the beauty of these events it was super fun you get to hang out with people that you usually don't get to hang out with all weekend it's just everyone was kind of rotating and doing their thing at these events where like one person had to play wave a pools the other one had wave c pools so you had the people who were day drinking and the people who weren't doing <laughs> anything like that because they wanted to focus for the end of the day you know little a mix and match of everybody having different schedules but now i'm just like i need time to myself to just chill dude i i totally feel that like number one i was like <laughs> you say that you're starting to feel old makes me feel ancient because i forgot how old you were for a second i was just like oh man like you know like I was talking to uh, one of my other, you know, Smash friends about this the other day, but I was like, you know, once you hit like, you know, the age of like 25, you're considered a grandparent, you know, in the FGC. Stop, it <laughs> is. It's true. Stuff. And now I'm a grandma. What's wrong with me? I know. We're so cool, though. Listen, Latin grandparents are the coolest. Like, we know it. True. We, you know, listen, we're, I'm handing out dollar bills and hard candy in a in a uh, in like a, it's like a Mr. Like Buttersworth cookie tin. For the rest of my uh, years on this earth as a, as a Smash commentator, um, <laughs> it, is, it is definitely uh, you know what I'm, what I'm going to be doing. But yeah, let's. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I feel you 100 uh, percent on that. You know, it's it's uh, as someone who has shared multiple hotel rooms with multiple different people in events i don't know if i'm gonna be ready to do that again uh like yeah they, at least for like the last couple of years like before everything shut down like you know they were i was 
getting hired at, at, a, at a pretty nice clip, and, like, most of the time they were just pairing me with other commentators. So it's like, okay, cool. I don't have to worry about, you know, having to drive my friend, you know, down the block to his 10 a.m. pool only to slug back into bed because I don't have to wake up for another three hours. So, <laughs> like, oh, my God. I, I, do, I do miss it, though. And, you know, like we I, – I, I said at the top, you know, you are – you know, known for you wear a lot of different hats. You are like I get tired looking at the schedules that that you have to work, and like and we, you know we've talked about this, you know, on, on our own times and stuff. But I and I was thinking, uh, you know, whenever I have like a friend on the podcast where I want to sit down and interview him, I was just like, where is my first memory with this person? And you know, my in my old age, I was just like, oh my god, like did I forget how me and Vicky became friends? And then it dawned on me. You, you were visiting New York uh, to visit yes. some relatives, and we met at a Zeno saga, or I think it was mm-hmm. a Zeno Weekly. Um, so, yeah, and that was, like, you know, a long time ago. That was at least, like, three or four at wow. least three or four years ago. And, you know, the rest has been history. We've been homies ever since. Yeah, you actually just brought me back. I remember exactly that weekly because there's a VOD somewhere up on YouTube of, like, the caster is talking about... I was playing, I think, against a Fox or a Samus, and I came in and smashed forward to that local because it was down the street from my uncle's apartment because he was living in Chelsea at the time, and I showed up to the local, and I'm wearing... Like, I'm from Florida, okay? I cannot... The way that you guys get used to the temperature up there when it gets to its coldest, like, yo, I can't. Like, I get automatically sick. Like, the moment that it gets below like 50 degrees it's already considered too cold for me and i think this night it was like 15 degrees there was like snow outside (laughs) like bro i'm walking in looking like a snowman in my coat like i don't even know how else like i'm supposed to dress out here and like i'm trying to sit down and unravel like my controller meanwhile like my coat's getting all in the way i'm like i can't play in this shit like (laughs) i took that off and then the commentator's like oh oh straight from the streets taking off the Cold, and everyone was getting like super crazy hype like i'm like yo i love this energy try to say always has the best energy whenever i go to those events man that thing was so hype i had such a fun time that night but i know exactly what night you're talking about too yeah i actually just googled the the i, I tried to get like around that area and uh yeah i i i uh suddenly i feel a little bit less old. It was only technically three years ago, but it's probably going on four okay. years, probably. But like, I things have gone are so much different than then. You've gone through a multitude of different hair colors since then. I grew a beard. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't go back and look at anything like pre two thousand and nineteen because I look so god awful without a beard. I'm just like, oh my god, like take I it away. I don't even remember I, I you without a beard. It. it was weird. I don't like it. <laughs> I keep, <laughs> I keep saying to my friends, I'm just like, don't ever let me grow a goatee ever again. Nobody looks good in a goatee. Unless you're Guy Fieri, nobody looks good with just a, a patch of hair <laughs> hanging from the bottom of their face. So, <laughs> it's, oh man, it, it, it brings me back. So, you know, listen, like I said, you know, you are one of my favorite people. Every time we get to kick it at events, I know I'm in for a riot. It's always going to be a lot of fun. Again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, listen, we're. I'm Puerto Rican. You're you're Cuban, right? Is that what you're? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Let's we, we we bring the fun. We bring the party everywhere. It's a lot. Oh of, yeah, you know. and the loudness too. Most definitely. Yes, <laughs> especially like it's like I I felt uh <laughs> like one of my favorite things that I miss about Smash tournaments is like like you mentioned, just like being in a constant state of losing my voice because a I'm commentating all day and b because the venues are always so loud. I have to like talk. I need to yell. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I have to I have to yell all weekend and then like I get home to like normal life and my girlfriend's like, why are you yelling? I'm just like I'm not yelling, and I'm just like, oh wait, no, I am. I'm totally yelling. I'm so sorry. Uh, 
Oh God, I miss that. I miss that so much. But you know, I, I, you know, I know how awesome of a person Vicky Kitty is, and I want to let the, you know, the world know how cool Vicky Kitty is. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna sit down. We're gonna take a stroll down memory lane, get to, you know, talking mm-hmm. some, talking some shop, talking a little bit about of everything. So I'll start off by. Uh, by asking, you know, the question I ask all my guests whenever I do these interviews, outside of the food question, which you guys will understand uh, in context <laughs> when I when I do a preview for this episode. <laughs> but uh, so let's 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 talk about what what's your do you remember what your earliest memory with video games is like? What's the first game you ever played? You know, uh, any of that stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, the earliest memory I have a few funny ones, but the one that has to be the the oldest one has to be when my my mom had me really young like i want to say I, oh wait, i was born actually on her birthday on her 21st birthday so she had just turned oh, 21 shoot. when i came into this world wait, yeah we shared the same birthday type of thing <laughs> yeah so my mom was also like very studious so she was going to college and while she was studying and all that stuff my grandmother took care of me you were talking about hispanic grandmas and grandparents in general well i was absolutely spoiled as a kid by my grandma and she fed me great <laughs> great food too cafe con leche with tostada like me in on that so but my uncle at the time uh my mom's brother was still going through high school and he was playing starcraft at the time and he had an snes and i remember when he was in high school we would sneak into his room by by we my grandmother and i would sneak into my uncle's room (laughs) and she would boot up the snes and we'd play mario super mario brothers together and i was always luigi because i loved the color green and she was always mario because she was you know she wanted to be player one so that was like the earliest memory I had was just playing Super Mario Brothers with my grandma in my uncle's room. And then anytime it was time for us to pick up my uncle, we wouldn't tell him anything. It was like a secret between <laughs> us. So funny, too, because he never found out. I don't think he did, at least, unless like we told him when we were a lot older. But if it wasn't that memory, it was definitely when I was young enough that I would like see my dad who would play Counter-Strike on the PC. And I would like every time he was the chef of the family. So anytime he would make dinner or like lunch, he would like go to the kitchen and I would sneak into the computer room in our own home and I would just sneak on his account and play counter-strike like it was always me sneaking on somebody's account man that's like (laughs) how it all started it was like never like a genuine like oh it's my system like i can play i actually didn't have my own system for a really long time and i want to say until like a christmas where i found my gamecube um underneath the other side of a laundry basket hiding in the garage and like it was on christmas day that i found it i'm like oh shoot is this mine like all the consoles we had wasn't mine like we had the n6 64 was my dad's too so that was a, a great christmas for me because i finally was able to call a system mine that's so awesome uh, th- uh so it- it's really funny to me that like a lot of your early memories of video games were you being a smurf on other people's accounts like <laughs> yeah actually basically <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is so funny uh, but uh and i i relate to that so hard i didn't own uh you know i, I told a story on, on other podcasts i've done but you know, my first console that I didn't have to share with somebody else uh, was the GameCube too. So, like, I you know grew up around hey. that. Yeah, I grew up around that same era, and uh, it's it's that, that's so awesome. You know, to hear all those parallels and to, ha- to have like a family that like that's like that invested in the gaming like that that mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Like, because you, know, you know, I had a I had a Sega Genesis growing up. I had a uh, an N sixty four growing up, but you know, it was mostly just my parents. Just like you know, my parents are uh, you know pretty old my mom was actually like uh on the contrast my mom was much older when she had me as a kid she was uh about she was turning 40 so <laughs> spoiler alert i wasn't supposed to be in the picture <laughs> uh that's a podcast for a different day though but 
Um, no, like, but everything worked out because at the end of the day, you still were able to grow up around video games. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. But like, I to, to hear that your 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 father is like that big into PC gaming at like such you know. At oh a time, yeah. That, like that that's so cool. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. hear many people like have those sort of stories. That's really interesting. Yeah, I would say that he enabled it, too, because it took a while for him to even get to that point where he was comfortable with it, because even though my parents were really young, um, especially, like, my mom's side, very classic, like, Hispanic uh, moms that, like, tried to make sure that their daughters grew up girly, wearing clothes in their hair, playing with Barbies, working with makeup, and, like, exploring and being curious. <laughs> like, very, like, textbook Hispanic where they were like, hey, no, like, lightsabers are for boys, like, you play with Barbies, here's Rapunzel. And mind you, meanwhile, I'm here like i like both though like i i have my beanie babies in one hand and my pokemon cards in the other and i'm like hamtaro crying in the meme like why can't i just play both like <laughs> and it was really funny but eventually they saw like i i was obviously if i'm sneaking my way to play these games no matter where i was playing them i was always gonna find a way so Eventually, my parents became cool with it. They eased me in. Um, obviously, non-violent games. Uh, so Counter Strike was off the table, and my only like fill of Counter Strike was whenever my dad was already logged into his account. And then my dad also had his own PS3, which was not in the computer room where I could play all these games. It was in his own personal room. So it was difficult for me to play Call of Duty because that was like that next step that I absolutely was obsessed with, like shooters for a really long time. And I think Counter Strike is what kind of sparked that up. Now, of course, if you ask me, hey Vicky, can you play Counter Strike like you did when you were four? No, I absolutely cannot. I haven't touched that game since I was probably four. But Call of Duty was a different story because that was kind of what expanded me into having my own personality, having like where my tag actually comes from, comes from COD and having my own like PlayStation profile, despite that console not even being mine. The only console that I again, like I that was actually mine was the GameCube. And that was like for all my story games that I really played around with. That's cool. I, so I, I'm going to uh, tangent off of that really quick. I've actually never asked you what the origin of your tag was. Was that just a, like an expo, like a, a, uh, a COD tag? Uh, that you it, it was a clan, dude. Yeah, it was oh, part of the kid clan straight off. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny. It's like, oh, yeah. Did you? My tag wasn't like Vicky Kitty by itself. No, it was like that cringe XX dash Vicky Kitty with a dash XX at the end because I was like too busy doing quick scope like fights, 1v1s and rust. Like, dude, like that cringe stuff. I was like 13. I was having the time of my life like exploiting that game. And, you know, thinking that I was so fire and so good good at that game in my head i was like okay if i could be this good in this game i could be good at any game i want and i was extremely competitive like starting at that young age where i didn't have an xbox you know so i didn't even play halo like it was always just call of duty and i was even a tryhard like when black ops came out i didn't even want to give it a chance i was like nah nah it's just modern warfare 2 that's the best game of superior and then like black ops 2 or modern warfare came out and then i was like Hold up, man! I wish I played Black Ops when everyone played this game. This game's kind of cool, man. I like all the <laughs> I like all the maps. Like me trying to be like a tryhard, like fourteen year old at that point, and then and then Skyrim came out, and like the meme around Skyrim and I is that I that's like one of my favorite games in the world. Like <laughs> that game is so good, but I dedicated so many hours in that game. Like that was like the first story game when I was like a young teenager to like explore, like because I I only played story games really on the GameCube. I loved Nintendo games, like that was my stuff but now i'm exploring like a story game that didn't come out on a nintendo system that was uh for the playstation and uh from that game i actually expanded into playing other games like red dead redemption or even the last of us and that these are other games that i really like too now that i was able to try out that's so awesome i i love how everything is sort of like 
daisy chaining off of off of each other mm-hmm. and listen i listen just to like to touch back on like you know the the cringe gamer tags i think if all of us took a look at our first screen names we would all be <laughs> we would all be homer simpson like creeping into the bush and just like wishing death <laughs> upon ourselves like <laughs> i can't think of a single person who hasn't had like a single awful first gamer tag like mine oh my god i uh, if i had to think about it it was like pretty bad it was probably just like XXX, like, I don't know, Fallout Boy fan, like, one Oh my god. Or something <laughs> dumb like that. Because I was an angsty, you know, emo wannabe kid uh, when I was, like, 14. And, you know. Yeah, yo, honestly, you just brought me back the first uh, the first tag that I ever had. Obviously, it wasn't Vicky Kitty, because that was when I joined the clan. The first tag that was that I actually had came from RuneScape, and it was Wisdom Is. Like, str- just Wisdom. And then <laughs> I, I think in my head I was trying to make it Wisdom Ness. But I, I didn't know how to spell wisdom ness. I just spelled wisdom is like wisdom is at the end. <laughs> listen, listen, if you ever decide to go into it, uh, you know, go into a rap career. Listen, that's a name. Oh my god! I think, this, I think uh, I'm the big W because we're only holding W's out here for wisdom is. Yeah, I'm one hundred and ten percent putting a patent. Like, <laughs> I can't. Like, make the Twitter account right now just to hold on to the, the name just in case. You're gonna need it one day, uh. But 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 that's awesome. So like and, uh, I I love that there's so much variety in the games that you grew up with. Like you said, obviously you know, parents can try all their might to like to like you know make us not play these violent video games. But like mm-hmm. let's be real, like you know, <laughs> like I oh my god, I think it was my the worst I ever got grounded. I was terrified. Uh, I was pl- playing at a friend's house and my mom came to pick me up, and me and this kid were playing. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And oh my god, and you were not allowed to play that. I know for a no. fact that's how my mom was. <laughs> yeah, no. My mom saw me playing this game. She gave me that look and she's like, We're gonna talk when we get home. And oh my the god. Whole ride home, I am <laughs> shitting into my shorts. I'm, I'm like she gave me a whole talking to. I got grounded. Everything was taken away from me. I couldn't play Pokemon. I couldn't play Sonic. Like my mom's like, No, I'm teaching you a lesson. And I was just like a miserable piece of shit fifth grader for like the next like week and she was just like wow that was really hard for you wasn't it i'm just like yeah i like i think i suffered like 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 small bits of withdrawal sickness because i played that much video games as a kid because i am sick i am i'm i'm ill i'm not well I feel that 100%. Whenever I got grounded, that was the that was a cutoff for me too. Was video games and like my bedtime was already 9 p.m. Growing up, like it till I want to say like middle school or something. And then obviously it was like push back another one. And I grew up as an only child for a really long time. My sister wasn't born until I was seven years old, so I technically went through the first stages of, of, of childhood on my own, like trying to entertain myself, whether it be with dolls or those uh, plushy toys like the Beanie Babies or like video games. Like I had a good mix of so many. I think that's why i like so many different games because i'm the type of person that could tell you and straight straight up look at you in the face i've sunk over 2,000 hours into overwatch 2,000 hours into sims 2,000 hours into apex like i don't even know how many thousands of hours into smash like it's just and all these games are so different that like i don't know i just have a lot of interest like anything that keeps me interested i love that so much that's so cool now did you uh you know 
do the proper older sibling thing and absolutely decimate your younger sibling in whatever games you played. Oh, yeah. It was Kingdom Hearts 2 at the time. I clearly remember. <laughs> I literally remember how she was like wanted to know what was going on. It's like, you know, she loved Disney. She was three. And I showed her Kingdom Hearts and Melee. She played with me whenever I played Melee. She played all the time with me. And it was unlocking the characters that we would have the most fun doing. That's so awesome. I love that. I have like, uh, I you know, it's my brother's fault. Uh, you know, for anyone that that's wondering why I like Sonic the Hedgehog so much, but I watched my brother play Sonic One when I was a kid, and I was like, "Yo, who's that blue guy who's round and looks really cool?" Because I'm a child and I'm enticed by shapes and bright colors. And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." He's like, "Oh yeah, that's Sonic. Like, look how cool he is. He's really fast and he does these things." And then like, you know, my brothers show me how to play, and then you know, we'd play Sonic Two, and then of course I'd have to be Tails because I'm the little sibling, and I would just mess everything. <laughs> and I, I would just mess everything up. And he'd just be like, oh, my God, I don't want to play with you anymore. And then I'm just like, all right, fine, <laughs> whatever. I'll just go, you know, I'll just go, I don't know, play with my Toy Story action figures in the corner. It's fine. I can handle it. I'm four. I'm an adult. Like, come on. The sibling, the sibling disparity, though, was so, is like so funny looking at it now because I remember, like, my sister tells me now, she's like, I didn't like playing with you and anything, not even toys, because you always <laughs> played mean and like the bad guy. I was like, what does that mean? She's like, you'd always either kill me in the game or kill me with our toys. And it just wasn't nice. I never had fun. I was like, what? When did I ever do that? But it's so funny thinking about it, like, me just trying to create chaos like in any way i remember we used to play kirby air ride together like mario oh. party like all the typical games that like i you know because now i could finally play with somebody i didn't have to play with the cpus which i was so used to doing literally growing up my whole life <laughs> oh i love that that's so good and listen if mario party will ruin a lot of your like real life friendships it might <laughs> but it'll, it'll never ruin your relationship with your sibling i played many a game of mario party with my brother and like my brother is like you know older than me he's you know not as much as of a nerd you know as i am now as a as a you know 27 year old adult but mm -hmm. you know eventually he'll, he'll, he'll like find ways to surprise me like i, I remember my brother uh came I, th I think it was around the time like the live action death note movie came out on netflix which was like god awful and my brother you know came over and like i had no interest in watching it i literally was, was just going to ignore it and move on with my life and my brother mm -hmm. was like, do you want to watch a Death Note movie together? I'm just like, God damn it. Like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> now you're like, damn, I have to, man. Like, yeah, this is something. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, was, it, was, it was like, I was like, you were the last person I was expecting to want to watch this with me. And then you watch it together. He's just like, he didn't say to me about, he's like, oh, he, did he do the thing about the chip? I'm just like, what? Like, how do you know all this? You're like, it's like this, you're, you're pulling all these, like, deep cut, like, references. I mean, I mean, that's a pretty surface level, like, anime meme. But for my brother, I was just like, wow, like. I was impressed. Like you, like you're full of. I didn't even know that. where was this man. Like I had no idea. That's how I feel a lot about my sister too, actually. And she's like about to be 18 this year, so completely like it's not like too far off, but at the same time, it's far away enough where like they're interested, obviously, in way different things than when I was interested at that age. Like I was totally a scene kid in that age, like creating havoc in real life, aside from the video games that we played when we were younger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. Um, as a as a fellow scene kid, I am merely uh, waiting for the waiting for the. Day Days to pass until I can actually see My Chemical Romance in concert again. I bought these oh, tickets man. two years ago, yes. and I can't see them until next September. Like, oh no! But at least you got tickets, man. Those were sold out so quick. I tried, and I saw them advertising it at in Japan when I went to uh, Tokyo for Evo Japan, and they were advertising My Chemical Romance on this gigantic electronic billboard, and I was freaking out. 
oh dude, I don't I I I'd like to thank my girlfriend for being like very quick with the concert trigger finger. She was just like, I have money. God, you, like you, I was you, so you, bad with it. <laughs> you have to be, like <laughs> the CMTs yeah. show up to everything. Like these tickets sold out like hotcakes, and you know I'll be a, a you know the ripe old young age of of twenty eight. You know still singing my heart out to Welcome to the Black Parade because I yes. am still a young boy at at, at the at you know my core so i haven't told them to fit into my skinny jeans again so uh, this, is, this is a mental note for me to uh uh eat some celery or something i, I, I gotta make a, a mental note at some point although i will say something i i miss uh something that i've missed some significantly in my diet since you know we haven't gone to events the last 15 months is i've eaten a a low amount of fried cheese this past year what's what's the what's the food you miss the most from like the road whenever you're like traveling Oh man, um, that's a good question. Ramen, because the ramen here isn't the same like it is on the West Coast. Like every time we had events happening in California or like Nevada for Evo and stuff like that, like, dude, the ramen was always amazing. Even in Tri-State, actually, I feel like the ramen's 10 times better than it is in South Florida. Like there's like two good spots down here, but I do not have the same ramen in South Florida that I do whenever I'm traveling. It's like next level, dude, especially on the West Coast. As someone that has had like, you know, Asian food in, in, in Florida. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The Asian food here blows, man. I do not like it. Like, it's not the same. It's just not the same, I guess. And I do miss that, too. And I also miss, like, the group hangouts for Korean barbecue. That's also something else I really miss. Oh, my. You know what? It's, it's, it's crazy because I was always, like, you know – uh, I, I definitely felt it was definitely old man on the porch me where I'm just like, you know, I don't see the all the hype behind Korean barbecue. Like, I get it. I, granted, you know, I live very close to New York City. So, like, I mm -hmm. live in an area where, like, I can trip on the sidewalk, especially now, and find, like, really good Korean restaurants. And I understand mm -hmm. for most people that live in, like, you know, a square state in the middle of nowhere, like, probably don't have that same luxury. So I definitely get it now. And I can't wait to just, like, sit around, a, you know, a fire roasting some some meat with my friends and for just hours. gorge on Korean barbecue and bulgogi, man. That's all I wanted to. I miss it. I miss it so much. I can't wait. I'm so excited. We're getting closer. I'm excited. I'm so excited too. But you know, this was a, a nice little transition into you know the, the next question I wanted to ask you, and I'm sure the people at home are dying to know how did how did Vicky Kitty get her start in the esports commentary? What's your what's your history with how you you, you got started? You know, uh, in competitive video games and and all that fun stuff. So, like, aside from me being a super competitive, like, gamer, like, growing up, um, I, I, I mentioned earlier, I'm a huge social butterfly, and I'm very extroverted, and talking about something that I enjoy uh, playing on my free time was new to me, because, again, like, I grew up as a single child for the most part, and I didn't really have that enjoyment. Also, like, a lot of the school friends that I made, I went to school, like, three districts over, so, like, none of the friends at school lived anywhere near me. Um, my mom was a teacher at the school that I was going to, so that's why I was able to go to school so far away and then I went to a private school when I went to middle school that was even further away from where I originally lived so everyone just lived far away from me and my only base of entertainment wasn't just playing outside and riding your bike down the block but it was honestly just video games because there was really nothing else for me to do um and when it came to starting with smash commentary it was actually 
it was actually kind of motivated by DC, the Pokemon commentator yeah. that now works for the Pokemon company. He ran uh, all the versus Smash tournaments for the longest time while he was living down here. Um, and he was like, I need a commentator to go to the booth. Because no one, for some reason, wanted to ever commentate. Like, we, our scene just didn't really have casters. We had, like, maybe two to three casters. It was usually always Kino or DC himself. Like, it, I, I don't really recall anybody else that would really try their hand at commentary around this time so when they were asking for casters just to sit at the booth i was like you know what i'm literally in the middle of talking about like a set that was going on in that moment with like uh, i think it was a uh, true blue and um ed dad or i guess now i guess back in the day he was known as purple guy or just ed from brawl mm -hmm. and we were just talking about what was going on in the matchup and when they were asking for casters like you know i could just do this on like the mic i guess <laughs> and I, I like poked my head and i'm like i'll cast and they're like hell yeah and it was like top eight i think and we casted it was dc and i casting top eight and i hit i got hit with so much good feedback and just like so much encouragement that i had so much fun doing it i was like yeah, having a conversation with everyone like you know aside from just talking about what we were seeing it was like people theory crafting about what could have been done or what could be done different and like i really liked that i love talking about the game from an analytical point of view and theory crafting for any game i could do that for any game right now too and i just enjoyed it and i like talking about the game and i was like why not just do this in front of a camera and then that's kind of what we did but the thing is is that like i was thrown to the sharks like so quick <laughs> what i mean by that like <laughs> it's not it's not a bad thing like most people what they do like or i guess the best advice i could give to people who are trying to start out is to consistently keep casting at their locals because that's one how you get in-person experience two that's how you get familiar with your local scene and three that's how you make connections and your to your local to is going to see that you're out here grinding and like that's the best way to do it like you know, contrary to popular belief, I didn't just get asked to cast because I'm a girl. You know, I just like to talk Whoa, about the game. Breaking yeah, news. crazy, right? Seems like fake. I just, I just, yeah, I just like talking about the game like anybody else at the time, at least in that venue. And you know, it, it, we just had fun with it. And when I, what I mean by getting thrown to the sharks, I was asked in just a month of me talking about that top eight for the first time that night. In one month, I was asked to do the MVG. Um, I think it was Frame Perfect at the time, which was a uh, regional tournament that happened with a lot of good talent. And if you remember at the time for Smash 4, how much talent Florida as a state had between CFL, oh, yeah. NFL, SFO, you had Rio, you had Mewtwo King, HBox would show up. Um, Das, we had Manny. There were so many people, just so many good players. Esam, Nick Riddle, Eight Bit Man, so many good players. That and then we also would sometimes, occasionally get players flying in from the Dominican Republic, from Peru. Like we actually got a lot of international players too, like from from the islands that were just southern of where Florida's at. So, you know, overall, like how we would do with our tournaments like I, we had a lot of good players and but there were a lot of players to remember and that was my first time casting at a, a tournament or a different setting that wasn't versus a gaming center so and the <laughs> last times that i did do versus tournaments it was with black eye gamer like the two weeks that i think that i've been casting in total or three weeks it was with black eye gamer we were popping off together we had a lot of friendly banter he loved talking a lot on the mic uh black eye gamer wanted to put a lot most of his focus though after a few months into football because that's what he was on a scholarship with when he was attending school and i you know on the other hand i was juggling just school like just full-time and then also commentary as like a, a hobby i didn't take it anything beyond that or i wasn't intending 
going to, of course. Sure. So, like, from there, it went from the local to regionals and in three weeks. And then all, I know that one time I was getting a phone call at, at Versus Gaming Center at one of the locals. I want to say, like, four months later, like, I want to say around January of 2016, I got a phone call from Nintendo. It was one of representatives from Nintendo asking me to do the San Diego Comic-Con event. And this was all moving so fast for me that I was like... Oh my god! Um, I better, I better get good, and I better get good quick. Like I, like there is no chance to like mess up. I'm trying to make a good impression here. Like I guess that was like my mindset at the time. I was only 19, so yeah, that's kind of how everything started for me. But everything started really quick, and it was like those three events in succession that just happened back to back. And I was like, all right, we're out here. That is, that's so awesome. Like you know, as, as someone that's been around for you know, a, a, a good chunk. You know, I was doing the math the other day when I was talking about this with, with some of my other friends. But I was like, yeah, I was 20 when I started, you know, in, in the scene. And, you know, by the time I was, I, I'd say, uh, yeah, I, I was 20 going on my 21st birthday, you know, when when uh, the year that, that Smash Wii U came out. And, like, you know, I, I I emphasize with a lot of, you know, those those same things that you were going through were like, you know, you're, you're feeling a need at your local scene and then you kind of just get shot up the food chain because you're feeling mm-hmm. a need. So like there was instances where like, I was like, Oh my God, like everything is happening so fast. <laughs> like I need to yeah. like, take a second to breathe. And l- but like, that is nothing compared to what you went through before you literally <laughs> turned 20. Like, you know, and, and listen, I, uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, it's no surprise. Fast forward all these years later, uh, you're still crushing it, and 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 I'm, I'm, I'm still <laughs> I'm, I'm so proud of you as 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 a friend, as a fan. I, I love it. Thank you. Uh, and like, listen, that that's such a a great story. And you know, like you said, listen, whenever people ask me like how do they get started, you know, granted, you know, things were a little bit hard, you know, this this past year, given the fact that there wasn't any in person yeah. locals and stuff. But even then, you know, you know, I'm I'm watching people, you know, fill the need from home i'm very impressed with the average commentator's home rig now in in, in in uh in may of 2021 like i i don't well, I'll, I'll touch back on that in a second but um mm-hmm. you know listen like if you're a, a budding commentator you know locals are starting back up again and um you know back when you know when you know i started when vicky started you know having a local with the stream wasn't always a given you know now yeah. it's like everybody has you know <laughs> everybody's got an elgato you know, like er- yep. er- everybody's got something. You know, every local has at least some semblance of a stream with really, you know, decent production value. So, you know, the, the resources are there. You know, go to your local scene, get familiar with the people in your area. And you said, heart, listen, us commentators, we, you know, we, we, we hear things. We talk to people, you know, we, uh, you know, we see the people that are, that are that are putting in, you know, the Lord's work. And, uh, you know, we will uh, continue to to. You know, pay attention to those things. You know, you know, uh, you can you can be the next great success story. Uh, just please don't take my job. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> or something? I think there's a draft in here, but um, I, I, I so that 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 brings me to my next question. So obviously, you know, we've uh, uh we we've been in in quarantine for uh the last bit right now. How has that been? Uh, for you commentating from from home with all the various things you do, because like I said, you're you know you're commentating Overwatch League right now. You're doing that from uh, uh from the confines of your home. So how has the last like 15 months been for you as a commentator? 
can't walk through my room. There's like four pelican cases and like five gigantic monitor like boxes blocking my way to the kitchen. Like it's terrible. No, I'm joking. It's not terrible, obviously. It's it's. I'm having a really good time aside from the lack of space. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually glad that you brought up uh, at home commentators that have taken up that step to fulfill casters that are needed during these online tournaments that uh, Smash has been forced to move over into, especially because of quarantine. So I, I like that you brought that up because I stepped away from Smash when quarantine happened and it wasn't intentionally it was more like okay before quarantine has started in march i was coming back home from evo japan like mind you i'm coming back when things are starting to get bad in the u.s and oh, i'm like yeah. worried out here like are we gonna get tra like i don't speak japanese i'm here is kind of celebrating oh like graduating i'm graduating i just graduated college i was the last hey. class to actually walk my graduation actually december 2019 was the year that i graduated uh from fiu go panthers and, go panthers absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> go panthers out here like we're here graduating i'm now an alumni of fiu so to celebrate this i I decided to extend my trip to Evo Japan by an extra week to enjoy uh, Japan, to enjoy Tokyo. To this is like a, this was like on my bucket list. I wanted to go so bad, and I'm crazy. I'm out here like I'm gonna go by myself, like you know. And then my mom surprised me actually, and she met me in Japan after the work the work week that I did at Evo. So she met me on the last day of Evo, and and you know from there we actually spent the rest of the vacation together. But you know it was like a kind of like a birthday trip to myself. And so, like, I came home early February. I want to say the weekend, the week of Valentine's Day. I came home, and then that's when things started looking bad. And then I had a flight the following weekend to Germany because I had actually asked to do Overwatch Contenders in December of 2019. So it was already planned before COVID was even on anyone's mind for me to cast Contenders. Except I was wow. going to live half the year in Germany. And because the contender studio was in Germany. Oh. So I, and I had pre-planned to fly to the U.S. And I already worked with their flights to take me to events for Smash events. Like, I already had Full Bloom on my schedule. I had MomoCon on my schedule. I had, like, three events lined up for us. For, for me and navigating through how am I juggling contenders and Smash events in the U.S. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But... I never had to get that far because the borders <laughs> closed. So the flights to go to Europe were completely suspended the day right before I was supposed to fly to Germany. Now, maybe it was a blessing because who knows, like, the trouble that I would have found myself in if I already went to Germany and then the borders closed. Like, I don't know how complicated things got after that because I didn't have to deal with it myself. But that is what happened in terms of timing. And I'm here like, oh, my God, like, now I'm not flying to Germany. I don't know what's ho ho happening with contenders. Like, I guess we'll find out what happened here and i didn't cancel any of my smash plans for overwatch like you know it's funny because people are like I, I don't see that you're you're casting anymore what's going on and i'm i'm like oh no i still cast smash events it's just i'm now focusing on other things too at the same time i'm not gonna say no to a smash event that comes my way i actually covered the the i think it was toys for tots um in december the online smash tournament that happened that i casted with hazmat yeah, so yeah, i've yeah. done some smash events but i'm now trying 
trying to learn a completely new pacing in terms of commentary for other games, and I already know the pacing for Smash, so I'm gonna have to prioritize events for this, especially when I'm under contract for months at a time, rather than one event here, one event there, one maybe an event in the future here. No, like, I'm under a contract for a certain duration of time, so I have to make sure, like, I'm performing to my best because it's a little different in, in having to work with, um, other people in blizzard because when you're actually like working to get better they give you like they actually have professional forms of feedback that they give the casters like hey do you want your oh, bot wow. reviewed yeah we'll set a, a time for you to review with an overwatch league caster to sit down with you and they'll review your bots as a duo together and they, they'll let you know hey you could do this differently here and you submit your best bot that you think you did and they'll break it down and they'll spend a few hours with you and your duo partner just to go over this bot and like so i had my time preoccupied for a lot of for a long time and i didn't know if this was like maybe this is a sign you know covid happened at this time and now smash events can't happen anymore everyone was working their way around you know the net code that we were presented with in smash ultimate <laughs> and it's like how the best way to go about making an event was so while everyone was figuring that out I, I, you know, I'm out here, I'm like, I don't have a job, I just graduated college, like, I'm out here trying to make sure that I could keep this up as a hobby, and maybe even take it beyond that, because I always wanted to, to keep up production, my major was uh, communications and, and media broadcast, so I was trying to make sure that I could at least keep what I was doing going without getting too rusty, because by the time I want to say late March rolled in, and I had to do, we, we finally settled in on a remote situation for all the casters for Overwatch contenders, I hadn't casted since Evil Japan. That was in January. We are now approaching March. I feel absolutely rusty if I'm not casting in two and a half months because I don't remember the last time I hadn't casted that long. Like, it was so long ago. I, I was doing events almost every week for Ultimate when it first came out. So, I, you know, it, it just made me also a little scared because my self-esteem with casting wasn't always the best when it came with Smash because, you know, I had to deal with a lot of stuff, like making sure that I was focusing on myself and being able to filter out the constructive criticism and just, like, the biased criticism. And that's a lot, you know, and it's a lot of that in the entertainment industry as well. It's not just isolated to Smash or just gaming or esports. Like it's like that in a lot of different industries where you have to show your face on camera, and that was just part of growing up for myself. Because again, like I started at 19, and I was kind of going through my own self journey of like, wow, maybe I finally found something that I could like enjoy and grow in, aside from competitive gaming, that I could take up a notch, and you know, maybe I can make this into a, a dream, into a living, if I if I could really push the limits on this. Wow, I. It, listen, if anybody ever says that you're not the hardest working, one of the hardest working people on planet Earth, I'm swinging. <laughs> oh my God, that is so. I, I'm I'm truly speechless. As a podcast host, that's bad, but like you know, as someone that you know, obviously that knows that you've been, uh, you know, working a lot from home. You know, as we we were kind of in the planning phase of talking about this, I was like, oh, you know. I'd love to have Vicky on the podcast, but I know that she is literally <laughs> like working all the time. And you're like, oh, no, like I'm commentating at like five in the morning. So I have like a break and I'm just like, oof, girl, <laughs> like that. Yeah, you know that, though. You know that feel. You were commentating the APAC region. Oh, not so long ago brother. For, Shout uh, out to Australia. Smash World Tour. Shout out oh, to yeah, Australia. yeah. Oof. 
Oh, Oceana, bro. yeah, that's tough, man. Especially, you know, with that different time zone. It's hard, but, you know, I'm not going to lie. I have to say, when it comes to remote setups, I love how we were talking about now how we've kind of been turned a little bit into an extrovert, introvert at the same time because now you've, we've been forced to be with ourselves for so long that doing remote broadcasts, I feel like, have the same feeling for me because it's like, I cast, I finish the cast, and guess what? My bed is to my left. Like, yeah. okay, sweet, I'm going to chill out and play some Apex or something, like, I don't know, like, and vibe, I guess, like, or, like, I call up my friends that are down the street that I know have been self-quarantining, and, and maybe, like, I don't know, we Uber Eats, like, some food, like, I don't you know, like, something like that, yeah. like, make up for that time that I'm not at events now, now I have to make up for it in my own comfortable way when I'm home, and honestly, I was not really home that often, when because I was so busy traveling to different events, because that was, the, that was part of the beauty of competing in Smash or working a Smash event. No, I agree. It definitely got to the point, um... Because, you know, there's there are always points of the year that I always mark off as, like, the busy season. And, like, it's usually, like, right at the beginning of the year, January, yep. you have, like, you know, you have, like... Genesis. Yeah, there's Genesis. There's probably an NDVA event. And there's, like, a third thing that I'm missing off the top of my off the top of my dome. The then, Frostbite was, like, immediately afterwards. Yeah, yep. Frostbite's, like, the first week of February. So, like, from, like, that, you know, f four or five-week stretch, I'm never home. And then, you know, I'm around. I'm, I'm like you know, sporadically, you know, traveling up and down the East Coast. And then the summer hits, and it's like, okay, there's Shine, there's Super Smash Con, there's Evo. You know, granted, I, I, you yep. know, I'd, I'd usually pick and choose where, I, where I'd go at by that point. But, like, it got to the point where, um, you know, I'd be home for a weekend, and my parents would be like, you're home? I'm just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, do you mind? I'm trying to watch, I'm trying to watch cartoons. Like, <laughs> let, 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 like, let me rock. So, like, I definitely appreciate, you know, uh, just kind of reflecting on my own experience from being home, uh, you know, commentating from home and stuff that I appreciate just kind of, kind of like relaxing and like being pajama home. pants. Don't the pajama pants. I know we all resonate with this. Oh, I'm not uh, the only one pajama pants and socks, man, wearing a nice dress t-shirt. Listen, <laughs> I, I, listen, it's, it's, <laughs> I was, I promised I wouldn't expose trade secrets, uh, on this podcast, <laughs> but listen, listen, I, 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 I'm, Getting on my soapbox to announce, I have been getting dressed from the waist up the entirety of quarantine. Yup, yup. Best believe uh, in those Overwatch League casts that I'm not wearing shoes. The heck, I'm yeah. wearing my socks. <laughs> and shoes you know, I, I, uh, yeah, no, that is true. That is super weird. Although I'm not barefoot, some people like being barefoot, which I also can't handle because I'm like that traditional Hispanic where if you walk around barefoot, you're gonna get sick suddenly. Like that's just how it goes <laughs> out here. Like you know, those 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 myths that your parents used to feed you. Like oh, if you if you hang around, if you take a shower while it's storming outside, you're going to get electrocuted, like, automatically, uh, hands down. Like, this 100% guarantee. I feel so seen. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, de it's definitely the call-out post. But, yeah, no, it's definitely just being, like, comfortable. I, I, I don't know. I, obviously, I'm not walking around the venue at Smash events that I'm currently at, like, live, wearing my Twitch pajama pants that I'm doing right now because, <laughs> obviously, that's not appropriate. But, you know, also, um, you know, for Overwatch League cast, it's super funny because I was wearing, like, the whole shindig. Like, they were giving us, like, a, a wardrobe designer. We actually have, like, full outfits and stuff like that. And I learned just this past weekend that from the waist down, no one sees us. So I've been dressing up even from the waist down for no reason. And I felt so betrayed <laughs> and bamboozled. It was so funny because everyone was like, huh, you didn't know that? I'm like, man, I should have just put it together. But I thought for some reason people could see from the waist down. Because <laughs> yeah, will... they chroma key us into a set. Oh, okay. You know, I, I, I don't blame you for that then. Like, 
most of the time, like, I've been sitting at my desk, and I will expose, I'm going to expose myself this one time, and this one time <laughs> only, so you guys can, you can get your pickings on this one, so I was helping commentate, you know, an event for one of my friends, you know, obviously we're commentating remotely, so, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk, and, you know, I'm commentating, and uh, I had, I just gotten out of the shower, like, I had maybe, like, 20 minutes before the event started, so I decide that this is going to be the day where I just, I'm just commentating in my underwear. Like if you haven't done it from yo, home, like, savage. That, I mean, yo, that's the beauty of being home yeah, though. Right. Exactly. They don't have to. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to know. But like, I decided it would be like, I think I had, I have some like weird posters on my background and stuff like that. So like, I just got like a new poster. So I like moved my webcam off of my computer to like, like just like show like the above angle shot of what I got. And then mm-hmm. I dropped my webcam and I'm just like, oh no! I hope I'm oh, like, no. I'm just like, I really hope I'm pushed in far enough at my desk to where nobody knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'm ruined. I'm ruined. I just got I, like, I, like I just started playing through like you know the the seven stages of like grief in my brain. But thankfully, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we moved past it <laughs> like very quickly. Nobody even said anything. I was just like, okay, thank God. So uh, my advice we to at home comment, yeah, basketball shorts, basketball shorts, everybody, do yourself, do yourself a solid. But um. I, but uh, that that's so cool though, and like hearing how, you know, you still continue to stay very busy, you know, and but also you know still be able to you know to get your social time in, uh, is is really interesting. And the fact that you had scheduled flights to bring you back from America to bring you back to America from Germany for Smash yeah. events, like I don't, you, I you, go back and forth. <laughs> you were playing, you you like, uh, you were playing. There was one chess. flight. Yeah, there was one flight. I think it was the the one that was after the first weekend that I covered contenders that I actually for I think it was to full bloom that I actually would not have had any sleep. Like my my sleep would have only been on the flight and then I would quite literally have gotten down from that flight from Germany to go to full bloom to then commentate the same day without sleep in between unless I had just slept on the flight. So I remember that was one flight that was decided and I was like, "Vicky, you are one crazy ass motherfucker." But you know what? If it works out, then yo, it works out. And I was trying to. Gr- I was. That was my. That was my attempt to learn how to juggle casting multiple games. That was my approach to the year and how I was going to see the year before the rest of 2020 events unfolded. So now, does it? That brings me to my next question because I'm really curious about this. Like, as someone who has, you know, I've granted I'm using the word tried very loosely. There's a lot of parentheses around this. A lot of air <laughs> So, like, you know, I've 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 dipped my toes. Into, into other games, whether it be, like, you know, Splatoon or, like, other fighting games, you know, other games that I seemed interested in. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously not many of them have stuck. Like, I enjoy them as a spectator and playing them in my own time. But, like, getting the competitive drive, like, you know, that's just something I've always lacked as a person. Like, you do very much have that competitive drive about everything. I, f- I feel like if I put down, like, a board of, like, like shoots and ladders in front of you, you would, like, we would be screaming at each other, <laughs> trying, like, trying to play it. But me and Parcheesi, don't find me per- or Catan though. Well, both those games, oh. there there will be blood. Oh, it's down. It's 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 going to <laughs> down whenever we get together again. But, um, you know, I, I I've I've tried, and you know, it's guaranteed. I've uh, I'll, I'll probably try again. But like, how uh, now that you've been doing this for a while now, like, have you said that? Would you say that you know, commentating multiple games has gotten easier? Like, what's your little like? you know, uh, hack or advice to people that, you know, try to branch out into other games if they, if they choose to do so. 
Time has passed for me while trying to do it because now I'm doing three different games that don't include Smash. Um, it, it's definitely I my approach to it has gotten easier. But the best advice I could give to anybody because this is my own advice that I follow: I do not cast games that I do not play. Like I can't. I I actually I won't be able to cast properly. I can't give an analytical point of view to a game that I just don't play. And something that I had to learn really early on in my career was in 2017, Nintendo asked me to cast E3, and me thinking I'm casting something Smash related wasn't the freaking case. I was I was introducing <laughs> Arms, and I was opening up Pokémon tournament 2017 like for the wii u and those are two games that i do not cast and one obviously because they both hadn't come out yet but also because of the fact that i the only fighting game that i really enjoyed and, and i know this is a common like stereotype with smashers but i'm gonna just be honest because i play other genres of games and fighting games were not my genre i never really actually my sister who is younger than me loves fighting games in general as a genre more than i do she played injustice she played mortal Kombat, like she played street oh, fighter wow. me i only played smash brothers like that was the only <laughs> fighting game that i actually enjoyed is the platform fighter to it maybe i didn't play brawlhalla i haven't played i haven't played rivals of either either like not because i don't want to it's just i haven't had the chance to and meanwhile like i'm i'm here i'm my only experience with fighting games is actually just smash brothers and so i'm now i'm being told hey we want you to cast pokin tournament and we want you to open up and introduce arms and i'm like freaking out i'm like wow i'm gonna be horrible i'm gonna this is not gonna be good like i'm not gonna be able to cast my like my best ability all i know right now is smash brothers and i could tell you what frames certain moves are on and what, what's safe and what's not safe on shield what could be done on a shield the fastest out of shield option for the specific character that is the best at the time like i don't know like i could tell you all these details i cannot explain to you what you're supposed to go for as an objective in arms like not before obviously i could see it and stuff like that so like, that was a big concern of mine. And I, again, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I had big self esteem issues being a caster, just making sure, like, I, I wanted to go above and beyond with every cast I did. I was a very textbook type of caster when I started out. I loved my notes. I made my own notes per character. And I did that for Poke. I actually still had to this day, I have my notes for Pokin and Arms for that E3. And like the amount of handwritten notes that I went ahead and did to prepare for the event was uh, and, and that next level, honestly. And I, I guess the way I went about that event was that these are fighting games and the conditions in fighting games is going to be the same as the conditions you see in smash just looking it, it looks different this is a 3d a 3d platformer and meanwhile these other type of fighting games you got Pokémon that was a mix of tekken and street fighter because you had the field and dual phase mm -hmm. um to aspect to work with as well as uh, assist and you know i didn't even play marvel versus capcom back in the day so like i you know this whole concept to me was i had to learn it anew because Pokémon worked more as a traditional fighter than smash did so so I'm here out here like, you know, now I'm relearning a completely new genre of, of casting that I didn't have to actually go about things when it came to Smash and trying to learn the pacing of when to throw and when to take. And and Smash, one thing that I have to say that left me with a bad habit because it's not necessary it's not necessary to know it that I have now taken on as this challenge for myself as a caster throughout the last two years because it is so important in every other game uh, is establishing a role between a strict play-by-play -play only caster and a strict color caster we do see that at times between mm -hmm. smash casters but 
there's a Smash allows for flip flopping because of the yep. pacing of the game. Sometimes you're play play for one phrase, next phrase you're doing color casting, and you could do that in Smash and get away with it. In other esports, you are actually only hired depending on if you're a play-by-play -play or color. If they, uh, if a game needs a play-by-play -play caster, they're not gonna look at anybody who does color casting. They're only gonna be looking at play-by-play. -play. Like you, it's like a resume thing. It's like, hey, I specialize in doing play-by-play, -play, or hey, I specialize doing color. And like those are strict roles that people pr make their their commentary practice on. And it's, I think it, it has to do with Smash, like pacing. It's not yep. the community or the caster. No, it's it's not because of anyone's fault it's no one's fault there's no fingers to point it's just the pacing of the game and and that was the toughest thing for me when it came to going into uh, an, uh, an fps game like overwatch because now i'm being told no this isn't like conversational commentary there needs to be a strict establishment with when you're talking and when you're not talking so things don't sound so discombobulated like you know you, they want to make things sound neat and and unique and they want to have everybody have an equal line of talking and it's sounding nice and flowy and and just that's what they want and it sounds best with those type of games whereas in smash what are you going to do as a color caster? Talk about the mental game the entire time? And then, oh, look at that. There's a conversion going on. What are you going to do? Cut yourself off and just let your co-caster, like, take over from there? Like, theoretically, you can. Will it sound great? I don't think so. Like, you know, it's just difficult to do that in Smash. And, um, you know, when it talks about, when it comes to other chaotic games that have a pacing to it, like Overwatch, you need to have roles established. And I think for Pokken, taking over Pokken, I think it's more uh, relevant in, in traditional fighting games, too, to have that play by play in color even though it could go from one instance to another where things like crazy things could happen you're not so much talking about positioning other than who's stuck against the wall whereas you positioning is super important and there's different variations of positioning in smash brothers because of the different stages that we have and the purpose is why you go to those stages for specific uh wants for those characters so i think when it comes to having that play by play in color that i found within myself in pokin i was able to work on it even more this year because i start i covered the Pokemon Players Cup 3 right after I covered Contenders. So now I was able to get some practice in that because I do play-by-play -play for Overwatch right now. That's my role in commentary for these games. And it's funny because I actually just recently started up Apex. And I think the beauty about Smash commentary, so it's giving me bad habits where it's like, oh, I got to learn a role because I kind of could do both to now it's like, oh, but I could do both, you know? As <laughs> I, like, I may not have a specialty, but I know when to flip between both play-by-play playing color and what what sounds best for me and what may be best for me depending on the genre not many other like high level esports casters could say the same because they've been practicing the same role for years in other games that may transition properly to those role-based casting roles in that way so like i have people that have been doing play-by-play -play for the last three years whether it be coming in from league of legends to counter-strike to overwatch to me that's like sure i could do my play-by-play -play, but also i'm extremely analytical and that's how i started like with smash commentary and i could talk about everything in between that downtime but it doesn't work that way with smash now for Apex, uh, I actually could do color commentary. I've actually been trying to cover color commentary as a role. Sometimes I, I go into play-by-play -play because you're also still trying to find synergy and you're constantly working with a new person like you would in Smash. But there, the way that roles work for casting in these other games is that you have a concrete 
co-caster and nobody else casts with you because you're playing a play or your color and your your co-caster is the opposite role and that is how it's done for like the whole season and that's how they go about it whatever the topic of com commentary comes up again in like uh six months whenever we decide to spin the wheel again in the smash community of recycle oh yeah oh my god of, of recycle <laughs> topics i'm going to point everybody to this specific segment because number one you hit on a again you hit on a lot of the same uh points that i talk about you know amongst my my friends and, and my colleagues you know whenever you know these sort of top topics of conversation come up but my god i can listen to you talk about commentary forever like you were like no i can't too i i can talk about it for so i was like let me just stop right here because i think i got my points across but i actually could get deeper into why this sounds better why it doesn't but like then i'll just take up the whole podcast koopa <laughs> I, listen i would I, the world needs this sort of lecture you know i remember i, I uh you know, I, I and I love to do the same thing too. I think commentators, any anybody that's like does a trade, just loves to talk shop about it. It's like this is our like golf. You know, if we're uh, like, yeah, you know, if, if we're dads, if if you know, if we're dads in our fifties at this point. But like, you know, listen, uh, I, I I could listen to you talk about this forever, and you know, we'll we'll talk about it uh, obviously more in person and stuff too. And I've actually, you know, I when I was looking through my my Google Docs for. Uh, you know, for for the document that I had written up for this episode, I came across you know the uh, uh, me and Hazmat did a panel together about commentary for dummies, <laughs> like you know three years ago that I I completely forgot happened. So like you know I think commentators just love to talk shop and like I think a lot of people really don't have that sort of insight you know into other esports and how it functions. And you know my uh, I, I I think where I you know personally find a lot of my uh, you know, role establishments is because I watch a lot of, you know, regular sports uh, and stuff too. So, you know, when I think of, when I think of smash, I think of like really like high octane, like fast sports, like basketball, yeah. like hockey, you know, games where you don't really have a, an, an instance or like much downtime to really like break things down into a fine powder. But then I think of games like, you know, like football and, and, and baseball where there's a lot more stoppages of play where, you know, you can really, you know, sit down, have, you know, get into a conversation. Everybody has their role. And, you know, where these other sports, you know, you, you, you see people kind of, you know, flip back and forth. And uh, that is that is so awesome. I, I, I love all of that. Uh, now, I, I do have one, one more question. Bef uh, one, one more question for you. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you uh, uh, the bulk of what I do in this podcast is, you know, I, I wanted to talk about things. You know, uh, you know, not only to, uh, a is an opportunity to catch up with my friends and, and you know talk to people I haven't <laughs> seen in a while, but b to kind of get like a peer into what how people love to, like to spend their time, you know, when everybody's just kind of taking a break. You know, obviously I spend a lot of my time uh, watching you know sitcoms and you know and anime and, and stuff like that, you know, because that's that's what I like to do. So what you know when when the the hustle and bustle of commentary is not you know uh, at the forefront of what you're doing how does vicky kitty spend her time off what's what's your what's your hobby in your downtime oh man the only way i could i could cast all these games is playing them to be quite honest with you so if i'm not <laughs> casting i'm definitely like if it's not me playing overwatch or me playing apex it's funny because the times that i would play smash the most would be during my viewer battles and i would stream them and i haven't streamed in a really long time uh my internet just became really unstable for some reason at the peak oh, of quarantine girl, don't get me started. i haven't played oh, yeah, smash yeah. online in a very long time but aside from playing either apex overwatch or i watch a lot of anime myself always making sure 
character. Like I'm, I get a bunch of references from my friends who watch ahead of me. But currently, I am uh, watching Haiku, and I just finished yeah! uh, Castlevania, like the new season. And now I'm also like on episode three of Invincible. So I, I juggle a lot of shows myself. Um, movies, like I'm in, in the middle of uh, rewatching Harry Potter, like having my own like Harry Potter marathon. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, you know, just relax and enjoying time with friends that, you know, obviously in a safe way, seeing how friends are doing. And, you know, I, I honestly do spend, I'm not isolated all the time. I'm not just, yeah, the days seem like they've been bleeding to, in together, like, for since the start of quarantine. But I do see my family whenever um, they come by and I know that they're safe, especially my older family, that they wouldn't go any, out anywhere unless uh, things are okay for them. And, um, or my friends that live down the street from me um, that I've also just, the same amount of people that I have or the same people in general like all safe practices but that's it like hanging out with some friends and maybe the same two to three people and then doing everything else I mentioned prior like playing games watching anime watching movies keeping up with the to date with things that are happening and oh and uh cryptocurrency something else I've been doing so (laughs) doing all those things all of the above basically aside from uh studying a lot with commentary because I really do think that for the most most of my time, I do a lot of odd reviews. Um, I'm I'm now trying to make sure. Like the other day in uh, my Overwatch, uh, my Overwatch contenders cast, I, I was trying to say that a diva got demecked and she was going to reset. And I said like the diva got remecked and she lost the stock. And like my co-caster like constantly <laughs> was like, "What game are you on?" I'm like, "Obviously not in this one." <laughs> anyway, the reset is there anyway. <laughs> You know, I was like, yeah, it's funny though, because you know, there's a, a lot of friendly banter, and the tier two scene definitely reminds me of uh, the grassroots scene that that I usually get to work with. And I made so many friends too that I haven't been able to meet in person. So that's something else I'm looking forward to once uh, everything comes back offline, and I get to try to see how I'm gonna be juggling everything offline because obviously it's easier when I can access everything at once on my computer. <laughs> yeah, rumor has it eventually Vicky goes to sleep, guys. Uh, at Eventually, some point, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> at some point. But I love that, and I also think it's important, you know, to to have those moments of downtime. And you know, I've again, I try to keep up with what's what's hip and what's current. I'm actually rewatching the Harry Potter movies too, ironically. Hey, um, yeah, my uh, I so back uh, last year around this time, uh, I had been laid off from my job, uh, so I wasn't mm-hmm. working, and my girlfriend also was uh, was laid off from her job. And so, you know, I spent a lot of my days, you know, waxing poetic about, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, like, how much I, I love that series of films. And my girlfriend had not seen, like, pretty much any of the Marvel films before. So, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, no, we need to do this, like, now. Like, both of us oh, don't man. have jobs. We have, you're like, girl, we have time. We have time <laughs> to do this. Uh, so, you know, my, uh, you know, the deal I signed with the devil is that, you know, she, she would watch all 22 of like the current MCU films with me. And then I, you know, we had to sweeten the deal a bit because, you know, I, you know, I'd have to watch all the Harry Potter movies with her. I'd already seen them before. Uh, but then I exposed my, uh, self on my nerd card where I had never seen any of the Lord of the ring movies before. Wow, you're you're speaking my language. Throughout the quarantine, I've watched so I I watched the Star Wars films out of order, and I didn't really quite understand what was going on. So I've watched all the Star Wars films. I've watched all the Lord of the Rings plus the Hobbit movies. I've started rewatching uh, Harry Potter now, and I also tried starting watching uh, all the Marvel movies from the start because I th- I also watched those movies out of order, and I got through Iron Man two, and then I haven't continued on from there yet. <laughs> Listen, just get past like. Get past Iron Man two. Yeah, I didn't even make my girlfriend watch Iron Man two. I just told her what happened because it's, 
it's, it's I'm just like, listen, like this is what happens. Scarlett Johansson shows up, and Terrence Howard is now Don Cheadle. That's it. We're moving on. So like, you know, uh, it, it it's definitely, you know, it definitely hits a stride once you get past like those first like initial like films like past these the first avengers everything's like becomes just an absolute banger mm-hmm. but um yeah listen I, I i've had a lot of time and i'm trying to you know take a lot of those uh you know uh, notches out of my nerd card i just watched the first episode of freaks and geeks the other day i've never seen it before. hey so yeah you know, i haven't either actually we're out here it, it's it's pretty good stuff but uh so we've been we've been going for about an hour uh, so I think we're, we're, we're going to be wrapping things up here in a, in, in, in a bit, but first and foremost, Vicky, I want to thank you for, for, for coming on today. I, I knew this was going to be, uh, this was going to be fun. Again, we have fun whenever we, we populate the same room together. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I, I miss you dearly. I can't wait to hang out with you again. Uh, it's going to be loud. It's good. I, I might cry. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to cry. No, I definitely think I'm going to cry if I'm, when I'm at, like, at my next event. going to be that dramatic person to just be so happy. Like, yeah, I've had so many dreams, too, about it. It sounds crazy. <laughs> because we are crazy, Vicky. We're commentators. This is what we do. Nope, like, absolutely. We, we love this. I, I am so, uh, you know, by the time this comes out, I, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be revealing anything, you know, crazy. But, you know, this coming Saturday, I'm going to be commentating in person. With people oh, for the first time. Oh, good in, luck in with that! Months. You yeah. got this. It's gonna be so much fun. You're gonna I, have such a good time. I know. I'm so excited to like see people and like not have to worry about my internet dropping out, so I sound like I'm drunk. Uh, <laughs> I, have to, I have to make sure my jeans still fit. It's it's gonna be a, a an array of emotions, but uh, I, I'm it's it's gonna be you know emotional. You know, it's because you know we're us. You know, despite the popular belief, you know, a lot of us commentators are are close. You know, it's a big dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. It's a big dysfunctional family. We're like a big family. family. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, everybody's a cousin. Everybody's a cousin. You know, it, it's Facts. It's, it, it's fun. But uh, Vicky, like I, I, I've mentioned multiple times, you are the hardest working woman on planet Earth. One of them, at the <laughs> very least. So, where can the lovely people at home uh, find you if, if they if they want to, you know, uh, follow you know what what you're doing? I'm gonna have everything in the YouTube description b- below. But for those people that are too lazy to read, uh, let us know where, where they can find you. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So everything's on at Vicky Kitty, V-I-K-K-I-K-I-T-T-Y. Both of my Instagram and my Twitter is where I usually update news. Um, Even though I don't update my Instagram all too much, I usually uh, try with the biggest news, try to update on there. Um, But yeah, most definitely Twitter is where I keep things mostly up to date. And uh, when I start streaming again, hopefully get that time to myself to be able to do that, it's going to be uh, at Vicky Kitty on Twitch. So yeah, those are the best places to definitely find uh, what I'm doing and what i'm up to at the time awesome and again i'm gonna put all this in the description below so don't be lazy uh, read the descriptions so uh (laughs) yeah so as as always folks you can find me at uh uh at koopa nj across platforms uh you know twitter uh twitch i I do that thing sometimes and uh instagram (laughs) if, if you're into that sort of thing i take a lot of pictures of food get used to it but uh yeah listen follow follow the show online obviously uh you know, uh, we're at Cooped Up Pod across platforms, you know, or across wherever you get your platforms or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you know, we're on uh, Anchor. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. There's podcast apps that I didn't have even heard of that we're on. So like us, review us. Uh, we're also on YouTube. The, the bottle will be going up uh, on Saturday like it always does. And uh, email us questions if you want to do that, too, at uh, coopeduppod at gmail.com. So. Once again, folks, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, have fun and uh, stay safe. Bye, everyone.